So welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about evaluating your weight loss plan. Uh, if you have not been getting the weight loss results you want, <clears throat> you've got to evaluate the plan. It's not you, okay? So that's the first thing I wanna say. So often when it comes to weight loss, people are always blaming themselves for not having the willpower and focus to stick with the plan. When most of the time, the problem is that the plan sucks. It's It sucks, <laughs> straight up. It's not a good strategy. And so to evaluate your weight loss plan, the first thing you've got to recognize is what are we evaluating? And what most people are evaluating is how quickly they'll lose weight on this plan. I would suggest that you broaden up your criteria and start to evaluate the weight loss plan, not only on how quickly you'll lose weight, but almost more importantly is how long you'll be able to stick with it. Because if you're going to do some extreme thing that you can't keep up, what is the point? Why do that? And so once you start to kind of expand your criteria and realize there's more to this than just how quickly you can lose weight, you start to look at things more accurately and you can evaluate your plan much more effectively. So if you have been struggling to lose weight, the first thing I'm gonna ask you to evaluate is how easy or difficult it is for you to follow the plan that you think you should be doing. And we can start right with keto, right? Again, it's kind of one of the, the, the goofiest extremes where it's really difficult for the average American to live their lives in ketosis, okay? So I'm not gonna argue with how quickly or slowly that caused you to lose weight. I'm talking specifically about your quality of life and how it feels for you to follow that plan. And again, I don't wanna hear you tell me how much weight you lost doing it. I want you to explain to me why you're not still doing it and why you keep stopping it. That's the part I want to focus on because this is typically the piece of your weight loss plan is going to have the biggest impact over time. Every diet works if you follow it. So there is no magical plan out there that, that, that there's only one magical plan that'll work for you. Any plan is going to work if it reduces calorie consumption over time. Okay. So we don't need to do extreme crazy things that are miserable to lose weight. We can do things that really resonate and work for us. So I want you to start thinking, what is the easiest way that I've lost weight so far? What's happened? You know, and I want you to think about what's going on. Now, what your brain's going to go to is probably the time when you were most motivated to follow the extreme plan. And what I'm going to tell you is something you probably don't want to hear, but you will rarely be able to tap into that level of motivation. The most success you've had losing weight is probably things that were triggered by, you know, you had a wedding coming up and you want to look really good in your dress. You, uh, you know, had some vacation you were going on. You want to look good in your bathing suit, something that was a little bit outside the norm. And so you were super motivated. And so in regular situations that you live in day to day, you have to build your weight loss plan around not having that level of motivation, which means that you don't just look at the plan that's gonna give you the fastest results that takes the most effort and willpower to do. You start measuring your plan and evaluating it based on how easy is this for me to do even when I'm not 100% motivated, when I'm kind of just, you know, kind of floating through, just getting through, just surviving life, what's a plan that I can stick with? So this is the big shift that has to happen. You've gotta get yourself out of this Again, it's the false hope syndrome that one Monday you're going to wake up with such an amazing amount of willpower that you could follow any plan. You've got to let go of that because that's never going to happen. What you have to start optimizing for is how you wake up on most Mondays, which is distracted, overwhelmed, tired, you know, just getting through life. And you need to create a, situ a strategy for in that situation, how can I succeed? And it's not going to be the crazy plans of not eating any carbs, any you know meat, not eating for 16 hours. These are too overwhelming. 
And so what we start to do is we have to be more strategic. This is the secret. The more strategic and flexible your weight loss plan is, that is a plan that's gonna start serving you long-term. And you'll probably know this, that when you've gotten the longest term results with your weight loss, it's probably because you've been following a plan that's more flexible and strategic for you. And so start evaluating your plan based on this. And if you have this really strict all or nothing plan, please take a step back and start tweaking it and customizing it so it can fit you in your life all the time, not just when you're really, really motivated for those couple days. And once you start building it around a more real goal of who you are, again, I think you're gonna find you get much better results. So I hope this helps you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Any weight loss questions are welcome. It can be about anything you want. <laughs> Hello, Amanda. Um, let's make sure I didn't miss anything. But I know here we are on a Monday, another Monday. So I love Mondays because to me, this is a real good example. How's it going, Don? Uh, a real good example of where you're at with your plan. You know? um, Connie says, missed your live at the end of last week due to two pesky work meetings in the way. Couldn't wait for today. That's awesome, Connie. I'm glad you're here. Um, and remember, you can always watch them again. These I, I get on here. I'm getting better and better every day at noon. Uh, so I'm here live every day at noon. Uh, whatever questions you may have, bring them to me because... Uh, I love your questions. <laughs> this is what I this is what I do all day long, is I coach people uh, with with their weight, you know. And so I love the questions, and I love doing it in this forum because you can see just a different approach. <laughs> Holy shit, right? It's like you've been trying to lose weight for decades, and it's the, it's really the same approach. You know, the diet kind of changes on the surface, but at the core, it's always the same thing. And uh, where you're probably at now is trying to change weights for so long using these methods, you're just apathetic. You know, you just don't believe it's even possible. Um, but it's not you, it's the strategy. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm here live every day, Monday through Friday, noon. Uh, and I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, all of these. And, uh, and the replays are on YouTube. And then the podcast, the audio is on all the podcast platforms. So yeah, check those out. The more you listen to it, the better results you'll get. Uh, Everett, Everett says, I know myself around sweets. I can't do moderation. So I went sugar free now on day 21. Hey, great job, Everett. 21 days. Pretty, pretty successful. Great job. Um, I'm not usually a huge fan of like abstinence thinking, but, uh, I know for some people, like I said, they're so, they're so out of control with certain foods that, uh, you know, the abstinence is really the only model that, that seems viable. So again, you do what works for you, but good, good job. 21 days is very, very impressive. Um, what are your thoughts on mindful eating? I love this question uh, because I think mindful eating, I like some parts of it and I don't like other parts of it. So I like mindful eating. Let me just say that. And I think that mindful eating is a wonderful practice to develop for a lot of strategic reasons. Now, that being said, you don't have to eat mindfully to lose weight. Okay. So so, so again, there's a lot of benefits. I'm going to break this down a little bit. There's a lot of benefits to mindful eating in terms of figuring out strategy and eating slower so your body sends you the signals and all that stuff. So that, all that stuff is good. The one down thing I would say that I think people get confused on is it still comes down to calories. And I say this to you because if you struggle with mindful eating and you think you have to eat mindfully to lose weight, you do not. There really is, I, I always say this, that there's no right or wrong with weight loss. There's only what works for you. The only exception I've seen is that you've got to structure your eating. But when it comes to mindful eating, if you struggle with that, you're not able to eat mindfully, you can still lose weight because ultimately it always comes down to the calories you're consuming. So if I give you, you know, if you typically eat 
3,000 calories a day and I give you 2,000 calories a day and you eat those 2,000 calories completely distracted and mindlessly, you're still going to lose weight, okay? Now, in the real world though, if you eat mindlessly, it's most likely you're going to consume more calories, okay? So if you have 3,000 calories in front of you and you're eating mindlessly, there's a good chance you'll eat all 3,000 calories. And I'm just making up numbers here, but just to prove a point. Um, And if you eat more mindfully, your chances of not eating those 3,000 calories goes way up. Uh, Because a big part of what impacts our hunger is our awareness and time. So typically, the more mindless you're eating, the faster you're eating. And the faster you're eating, the more you're gonna eat typically. So when you eat more mindfully, you tend to slow down your eating. Uh, You can really kind of connect with the food. And the main thing that's doing is giving your body time to send you the signals that we've eaten enough food and then you can stop. So in that sense, mindful eating is really, really good because it slows down your eating. I think paying attention to what you're eating, calming down, relaxing, all of these things support better eating habits. Okay, so I'm a fan of mindful eating. um, But again, I just like to say, if you can't mindfully eat or you're just not good at it, you can still lose weight anyways. So, so I, I think both of those. So I think it's a good thing, but it's not absolutely necessary, although it makes it easier. What's up, Lorena? Don says, yes, the more we listen, the more everything improves. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially if you listen to me because I am not just, uh, I'm not just talking to you, right? I am a hypnotist and a coach. So when I'm speaking with you, I am speaking in a way where I'm intending to influence your subconscious mind so that you start to think about food differently in a way that causes you to lose weight comfortably. Um, I want you to think about the whole weight loss process differently so that it feels more comfortable and doable for you. Excuse me. And so I am speaking, at least with the intention, to to speak on a deeper level. Um, Perfectly Tense writes, weight loss dysmorphia is a challenge. How does one accept a different self-image post-weight loss and not feel overwhelmed and make peace with it being you? That is a question I love hearing. I love that question because I think it's aimed completely at the right level that's dictating your weight. I think, you know, in Program Yourself, then we, uh, one of the things I, I do with all my clients is I take them through the Weight Mastery um, Pyramid. And that pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, eating. And I think most people when it comes to weight loss just focus on the eating and don't focus on the lifestyle and the mindset piece enough. And the most important piece of the mindset after motivation, I suppose, is really this process of transforming your self-image. And I think ultimately we all live up or down to the self-image that we hold of ourselves. And the weight loss process is very interesting because a lot of people don't think about it this way, but even if, if you've been overweight for a long time, you may not like it, but you're familiar and comfortable with it. You know, you know how to get through the world as an overweight person. Um, or, you know, I, I have some clients, I have a, a decent amount of clients, you'd be surprised, work with me and they're only five, 10 pounds away from their goal weight, right? And so they still invest a lot of money and time to work with me. Why? Because their whole life is obsessed and revolving around food and weight loss, even if only five or 10 pounds over it. So this idea that you ultimately are gonna live as this thin, healthy person who's happy with yourself and weigh exactly what you want and are happy with how you look I think is is really the whole story. And it takes more than just losing weight a lot of times. I always say there's two two key steps to weight mastery, action and acceptance, acceptance. And I think this acceptance piece is really important because 
we live in a society and in a culture we're constantly being bombarded with images of perfection and it causes us to feel less than no matter what and so i think that's something we've got to deal with at some point because there's a good chance that your brain's going to want you to look better than you can possibly ever look because <laughs> we're surrounded by people um again images of people that a are genetic outliers b their whole you know reality revolves around looking and being a certain way um, see, they're, they're lit perfectly, they're, they're makeuped perfectly, sometimes they're photoshopped. And so what we're aiming for is perfection and what our ideal is, is not even real. And so I think accepting who we are as a person is a huge part of this whole process. And I think you're right. Um, I think not seeing ourselves as we are is, is all about that. And so I think being able to accept who we are as a person, really loving ourselves, um, feeling good about ourselves, is really really important and i think it's a it's a process you know i wish there was something i could tell you just makes that happen but i think it's a consistent process if you've been struggling to lose weight for decades that's decades of training you've given yourself where you're not happy with who you are where you don't like who you are you don't like how you look and so i think to change that takes a bit of work no doubt about it but it's important work you know um yeah, she says, yes, I feel like my goal keeps getting more extreme. So it's not about weight loss. It's about pausing and being able to accept ourselves is very important. Exactly. Now, I will tell you something else on top of that, because I think now I can't tell how old you are. So it's like I, I will say that I find this a lot with younger women in the ages of teen to early 20s, especially in our culture, especially if you're on Instagram and social media a lot is you're constantly being bombarded with these images of perfection and these concepts of perfection. And I think what happens is you start to chain your self-worth and identity to how you look. And I think that's a dangerous thing because if you really start to believe that, then you start to project that and you start to live that. And you bring people into your life that think the same thing. And especially if you're a young woman who's looking for male partners or a partner, whatever, you know, male attention. Um, it starts to become like, well, I have to look a certain way to get this. And if you get that attention from that person who only cares about how you look, it seems like a recipe for an unfulfilling relationship. And so I think this extends beyond just looking for, for partners and things like that. I think a lot of people can feel their whole self-worth is about how they're looking. And it, it can be right. Certainly, we know people that have done that. But is that the is that the way of thinking about going to give you the best quality of life? I don't know. And so, what I always say, let me kind of give a, a shorthand way to kind of approach this. I think that will be helpful. With programming yourself, then we always say you want to take the weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So I believe that not only will you get better results with your weight, your health, your happiness from doing this, making it about um, becoming the best version of you possible. Um, rather than just about the weight loss. Because the weight is just one little piece of who you are, honestly. You know, like you're you're a smart, thinking, intelligent, feeling human being. And how you look is just one piece of that. And it's blown way out of proportion in the society. But if you buy into that, it seems like a recipe for a lot of sadness and disappointment and frustration. So I think it's up to you to realize that you know, I, I don't just want to look a certain way. I want to be a certain way. I want to be the best version of myself I can possibly be. Who is the best me possible? Now, one aspect of that is you weighing what you want to weigh. That is a component of it, but it's just one piece. 
And so I think if you see it within context, within the bigger picture of all the things you're working on to make yourself the best version possible, I feel like it's a more balanced goal and it, it helps you avoid that just looking at a number. Because if we just look at a number, that's why the goal keeps getting more and more extreme because you reach the goal and you say, I'm still not feeling good. Yeah, because the weight's not, the weight is a means to an end. It's like money. Just because you have money, just because you, um, you know, have a certain weight doesn't mean you're happy. I, I, we know this on some level, but we, we kind of live by that rule almost in a weird way. So it's up to you to realize that there's more than just the number on a scale. It's my quality of life. It's who I am to achieve that number. And again, sometimes when you go about it that way, sometimes the number you say, that's too low. That's not really what matters to me. That's how I'm living. It's how I'm behaving. It's what I'm doing. It's who I'm around. These are the things that matter most to me. So I think if we expand the goal from just a size on a, a you know, size of clothes or a number on a scale, you start to naturally kind of go in this direction where it's a more holistic, complete goal than just visually looking away a certain way. So I hope that helps out. They said, thank you. You guessed the age cohort correctly. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's a thing. And I got a daughter who's 18. So it's like, I deal with this all the time. Um, what I will say to get just to simplify it as well is that you just, you have to go beyond the superficial, right? If you just focus on the superficial, most of the time it's going to lead to a lot of unhappiness, I think, you know, um, it's just not real. That's not real life. And so the more you go deeper into what you want to feel, how you want to live, what you want to do and accomplish in your life, uh, I think you, you just set yourself up for a much better, well-rounded goal and a lot more happiness. So I hope that helps you out. Um, Lorena says, I really enjoy everything right now. I haven't binged lately and feel good. Yeah, next pleasure day is Friday. Yeah, same with me, Lorena. Um, that's how it is, you know? We kind of make these deals with ourselves, you know? But but again, the, the difference, notice the difference there. And what Lorena is referring to is the 5-2 model of five clean days, two pleasure days, which is a concept we use in Program Yourself then. And it's so different than the dieting idea that you're going to start on day one and just be perfect until you reach your goal weight. Uh, that is one of the most sabotaging ideas you can have. There's nothing worse than starting on a Monday and being like, I'm never going to eat sugar again, or I'm not going to eat sugar for the next six months. Now, I know the, the person who just said they haven't eaten sugar for 21 days, that might be your goal. And so ignore what I'm saying there. But a lot of people start the diet. Okay, no carbs for the next six months is what they're thinking in their mind. No, no more sugar, 1200 calories for the next six months. This idea you're going to do some crazy extreme thing and be perfect with it is just such a recipe for failure um, when it comes to weight loss. So again, it's a lot easier to get through the next five days of, of eating clean and not eating sugar than it is to get through the next five months, as you can imagine. Nothing would just, you know, throw me off track quicker than if I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, I, I can't eat anything I like to eat for the next six months. Like, like that's so discouraging and frustrating. So I don't um, recommend that as a strategy. But great job, Lorena. I'm glad that that's the way to do it. Um, all there, rules and storage. How you doing? And let's see. Yeah, I would like to just maintain my weight, but sometimes when it's occasions, I will gain weight. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but don't just say, don't just say, I, I'd like to just maintain my weight as if that's like a lower, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, that's a high ass goal. So, um, we need to realize that mastering your weight is a, it's a lifelong commitment. Tough shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you understand, like y'all been, we, we've been in, in this culture, we've been exposed to millions of diet ads that are always it's always the before and after picture and how quickly it went. So we got this crazy short time frame. Um, but the other side is it's got to be the easiest thing in the world and we'll do it until we lose the weight. And it's like, you know, most dieters 
are just so obsessively chasing the next quick fix that they waste all their energy. If they just dedicated to mastering this area of their life, they would have been done with it. Instead, you're just kind of like dicking around half-assed for, I don't know how else to put it. You're just kind of just half-assing it. I'm going to do keto now. I'm not going to eat for 16 hours. I'm going to do this. And then you do it for a couple of days and then you just go back to what you always did. But then you keep, keep on doing that over and over. So it's like to maintain your weight means in my world, right? So we talked about weight mastery pyramid, okay? Means that you're going to get your mindset right, your lifestyle right, and your eating strategies right. And so it's a, it's a commitment, <laughs> right? It's like, it's no different than your finances. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a all, right? Because you're eating at least three meals a day, usually, you know? Um, you're eating every day. You know, you're always interfacing with your mindset, lifestyle, and eating things. So it's about creating this way of living and being and thinking and eating, if I just said that, um, that, that allow you to live at your goal weight forever, you know? Now, there's always going to be occasions, you are right about that, that, that once you wrap your head around that, you have to recognize that your weight is still going to fluctuate. This is something that a lot of dieters don't internalize. You're mastering your weight. It's kind of like surfing, you know, it's like, like if you're, and you don't have to surf to understand this. I've never surfed, but I get, get what I'm saying here. The wave's always changing. The wave's not like a static thing where you're just surfing down it. It's constantly cresting and going and the, and the energies are all changing. So you have to adapt and, and stay, you know, in an athletic stance with it, you know, so you can respond to it. And dieters are thinking like, well, I'm just going to lose the weight. I'll just do my keto plan. I'll lose the weight. I'll intermittent fast. I'll lose weight. Well, yeah. Well, what do you do when you lose your job? What do you do when you, you get a fight with your, your partner? You know what I mean? Like all these different things come up in life that you have to be able to adjust to. So it's not just about the plan. It's about your mindset and your strategies of how do I stick with my plan when life goes bonkers? And you can't always stick with your plan. That's the other piece. So um, anyways, yeah. But I'd reframe that goal for my, I'd just like to maintain my weight as if it's, I just, hey, all I want is just to be able to maintain my weight. All I want is to be a millionaire. You know, I just want to just want to have a million bucks in the bank. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We don't want to. That sends conflicting messages to our brains. We say, "I I want to master my weight. It's so important to me that I'm willing to dedicate the rest of my life to it." Now, again, when I say that, it's not dedicating the rest of my life to it, following some stupid fucking diet that you hate doing. I'm talking about crafting a plan that's customized for you, so that you can comfortably follow it on near autopilot. So I just want to make that crystal clear. I'm sitting here, my my weight in weighing what I weigh is is one of the most important things to me. Um, but I, it's not a miserable process for me because I've created a way of thinking, living and eating that supports me being at my goal weight comfortably. So I'm sitting in front of you able to live a life that's pretty, like I'm coasting. You know what I mean? Like it's, I use it like brushing your teeth. Okay. Brushing your teeth is a great habit to reference because you do it every day, multiple times a day, every day. You anticipate doing it for the rest of your life. But you don't you don't you don't think of it as something bad. It's just something you do. And that's how I think about mastering my weight. So it's a different mindset in that way. Vicky says, so true. I not only want to look thin, but I want to think, feel, and live thin. Vicky, how's it going? Hope you're still here. Glad you had a fun week last week. It's nice to kind of break things up. So I was, I was happy to hear that. That was good for you. But yeah, it's a much better goal, right? We don't want to just look thin. We don't want just to be thin. You've got to expand the goal. It's not enough just to look a certain way. If it was, you'd already be at your weight. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You know, there's got to be more to it. There's got to be more to it. 
Sarah Sunshine, I'm starting to feel thin and healthy even though I'm still far away from my goal weight. That's all right. I, I'd rather feel that way all day long, you know, because again, if you feel that way and you start acting that way, then you'll become that way. And I would rather take that approach than becoming that way and then think I'm going to start feeling and, and living that way because that's not what happens. How, how do we describe that? Why people lose weight and then put it back on? You should sit and meditate on that thought for a little bit. For real, you know? Really. There's so many... Sometimes, like, life's just funny for me because, like, I'm just living the... the what do they call that in the Stranger Things? Like, the upside down or something? Like, I live in the upside down world when it comes to weight, you know? Because everyone's trying to diet, and it's just... It's so stupid. And you know it's stupid. You know it's not working, but you don't know what an alternative way of thinking is. And so I live in this upside down world. And every time I come up here and kind of visit you guys <laughs> in the normal way of thinking about weight, it's, it's just silly. It's goofy to the extreme, to the extreme. The least of the extreme or the most of the extreme, I suppose, is the fact that whatever diet you've been trying hasn't worked in so long. And yet you keep trying it. That's a human thing, though. Yeah, that's not just a diet or thing. But Sarah, great job. That's that's super awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Um Connie says, finally celebrating each good choice for immediate satisfaction suggests in your emails. Connie, that's great. Yeah, that's a game changer. If you really, if you pin your success to your behaviors, your chances of success go way, way up because we avoid the cognitive bias of future discounting. Our brain's always discounting the future. Our brain says, I'd rather have pleasure, guaranteed pleasure now than potential pleasure in the future. So a lot of people say, oh, well, the hardest part of weight loss is the instant gratification from the food. Fair enough. But have you ever focused on the instant gratification of making a good decision? You start aligning your life with the instant gratification of making good decisions, everything changes. Everything changes. You know? So great job, Connie. Learning says, same here. I really feel thinner, although I feel I lost 10 kilograms. Yeah, but again, so much of what you f feel about your weight and yourself is dictated on the behaviors as well, by the way. You know? So I was thinking that yesterday. I ate like a giant burrito and I felt so full. Um, I was like, I'm at my goal weight. I'm like, oh my God, I feel this stuff. So, so, you know, and it's like so much of what you're feeling comes down to the behaviors you just did. So yeah, if you start focusing on the behavior, you start to feel thinner, healthier, happier, all these other things, you know, um, because it's all good. Thanks. See you on Wednesday. Yep. And you know, I forgot last Wednesday too. I said, I'm like, where the hell's Vicky? Uh, I remembered. <laughs> but I say, if my, anything goes out of routine for me, uh, actually I'll write it down, but. I'm glad, yeah, Vicky, because I was thinking about you. I almost emailed you too, but then I realized it yeah, because of the previous week. Um, Maria says, also, I've noticed that every one kilogram I lose makes so much big difference, like I'm more in the moment and feel more. Yeah, that's great too. And again, you can do that because here's what I'm trying to say. Most people with the weight loss only, they're doing something miserable, they hate it, they don't like it, and so the only like ray of light is stepping on that scale and seeing it go down. But when you do things the way we're talking about, where it's calm, it's relaxed, you start to appreciate the little behaviors and shifts you're making moment to moment. Um, you're more mindful and present to be able to appreciate the results you get too. So yeah, there's plenty of benefits you get from approaching it that way. And uh, I'm happy to hear you say that, Lorena. So yeah, celebrate those and, and feel them. That's so great. Um, the Kelly Feminist, TL Kelly Feminist. Every year for 20 years, I've said I will lose 50 pounds. Finally this year, I am losing. Hey, great job. That's awesome. I know that happens, right? Where we get in the habit of, I'm going to, you know, now it's going to be the time. I'm just working on email because, uh, you know, it's Monday. So, <clears throat> which by the way, if you're not in my world, make sure you click my 
my link in my bio and go get the hypnosis session I give you, watch the video I made for you, read the emails I send you. Uh, one of the emails I was just working on, I'm gonna send out a little bit, uh, was talking about if you start your weight loss plan today or continued it if you're on one already, because Monday's the day. And uh, if you don't start today, right, what are the chances of starting tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday or God forbid Friday, <laughs> really low. Um, so we need to recognize our patterns. This is one of the reasons why in the program, we always talk about awareness precedes change. Uh, people will often say, I know what I need to lose weight. I just got to get myself to do it, which is not true. Not true. So you need to develop your awareness of what your habitual patterns are. You need to kind of stalk yourself, understand yourself. And once you understand yourself, then you can go to work on finding much better solutions to whatever challenges you may have. And that is what moves you forward in a very dramatic way, you know? Um, Eric says, I'm at eight weeks healthy eating and improving mindset. I'm eight pounds down. One pound a week is fine by me. Yeah, that's wonderful, Erica. And I want to just point this out, okay? Because I've been here with Erica along her journey and she's approaching it differently. And the beauty of using a mindset-based approach is that we realize that this isn't just about weight on a scale going down. It's really about us changing the way we think about things. And so for Erica, she's changed the way she thinks about food, her mindset, and all sorts of ways about weight loss. She's making better choices, and now she's eight pounds down. But here's the fun part. And, and I want you to really take a second and really internalize what I'm about to say here. Eight pounds down in a way that's sustainable and comfortable is worth way more than 20 pounds down in the same amount of time in a way that is unsustainable and you're all anxious with how am I going to keep this up. So you, you hear that, folks? This is why I say you can't just look at how quickly you're going to lose weight. You've got to look at the process you're using to accomplish it. Because if the process you're using is stressful and overwhelming, what's the point? You're probably not going to stick with it. And so Erica hears him and says, oh, my God, a pound a week? Oh, my God. Right? Now, a pound a week is 50 pounds a year, but, but okay. But I know for a lot of people, the, the idea of a pound a week is completely unmotivating. Right? But you got to take into account how it felt to lose those that pound a week. If it's difficult to lose a pound a week, yeah, that sucks. But if it's really easy and enjoyable to lose a pound a week, do you understand what I'm saying? Imagine being eight pounds down in a way that's sustainable and works for you. Because this ain't even about the weight loss, folks. At some point, you get to your goal weight. And then what? Because what most people do is they get themselves to follow extreme plans, weight loss plans, because they fixate on the weight loss. And the only way they're able to get themselves to do these crazy things is by looking forward to that scale going down in dramatic fashion when they step on it. So what happens when the scale stops going down? How do you keep yourself doing the dramatic stuff? Oh, I'll be at my goal weight, Jim, and then I'll be so I'll be a totally different person and I'll be so excited, I'll, I'll always want to eat that way. Well, statistics say 82 to 95% of people, that's not what happens. People lose the weight, put it back on. Almost everyone, 95% of people that lose weight put it back on. So you've lost weight and put it back on. What happened when you got to your goal weight? You still got to stick with the plan. So if the plan you're following is miserable and difficult and unsustainable ultimately, what's the point of doing it for a little while? Because you like feeling disappointed? You like losing weight and then putting it back on? I, I know that's not the case. So... Now's the time to fix that. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Jim, shut the fuck up. I'm just going to lose the weight. And once I lose, then I'll figure it out. 
all right <laughs> all right what can i do you know uh connie says how long does a hypnosis session typically work before it's no longer effective uh great question connie i'm gonna be honest with you here my experience i, I can't answer that exactly but it depends it depends now you're asking that so it's like if it's been working for like three weeks I'd tell you it would work another six to 10 weeks, but I'm just making stuff up. What I will say is that a lot of times with hypnosis sessions, they don't work long-term because the first couple times you listen to a hypnosis session, it's very hypnotic, right? Now I'm talking about like a recorded session. If, if you came and visit me every week, uh, it'll always work, okay? Because I'm always telling you specific things that are relevant to you in that moment in time, and I'm customizing and tailoring for you. But if you're just listening to a recorded session, what ends up happening is you start, you know, the first couple times you listen to it, it's, it's an experience. You don't know where it's going and you're experiencing it. And then what ends up happening is you start to kind of like anticipate and know what's going on. You'll hear me breathe weird or I say a word weird and you're kind of like looking for it. Now you're not in, you're not really in a state of hypnosis as much. And so it's not as effective. So this is why I tell people, I think hypnosis is an extremely powerful supplement to the weight mastery process, but I don't think it's enough. This is why I would never just, um, I just don't think a, like a hypnosis program th by itself that way is going to do the trick. I, I think you need to, um, you know, A, you need to figure out a plan that works for you. You need to create a plan that's custom made for you that involves a mindset, lifestyle, and eating aspect to it. And the other piece is, and this is the most important piece, is you need to know how to get yourself to do the right things consistently. And this is what you don't know. And so this is why I teach you the program yourself thin technique. It's a hypnosis technique, but it's one that you use on yourself. At the end of the day, you have to take control of your mind. You have to do it. I can't do it for you. I wish I could. I can help you with it, but I just can't do it for you because we don't live in a neutral world. We don't live in a vacuum. You live in a world where you're constantly being hypnotized. Every commercial you see is a hypnosis session. Your whole environment is hypnotic. So, you know, I, I can't have, you know what I mean? You're not in a vacuum where all of a sudden you're thinking, well, and now you're in a vacuum and you're just going to be fine because you're constantly being influenced to think like an overweight person, to overconsume. So I always go back to the phrase to explain it that, you know, you give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime. So with my clients, I'm always looking to teach them how to program themselves, how to program their own mind. And this is the game changer for most people um, because... Yeah, you can't just rely on someone else doing it for you. But it's so it's an amazing power. Once you understand how your mind works, it's not only is it effective, but it's fun. Everything in your life is impacted by your mindset, and you've never learned how to influence your mindset. It's the number one blind spot you got with your weight, is you don't know how to influence your mindset. So once you know how to do that, everything works. So that's that's kind of a roundabout answer. But this is why in my program I don't have just one hypnosis session you listen to a hundred times. My program, it's eight weeks long. And so every day in the morning, you get a five minute hypnosis session, a different one. So it's always interesting and unique. And then at night you get these sleep gnosis sessions and over the program, you get one each week for those. Those are more in depth. Um, but again, they switch up. And if you rotate them, that, stay, that makes them a lot more effective over time. And then the, the sessions during the, each one during the day, it becomes very powerful because they're always a little different, you know? So you're always getting a different weight loss mantra with each one and your brain, it's an experience each time. And I've had people rotate through them a number of times. It's always an experience because there's so many of them. And then there's the hypnosis library, 
with over 25 sessions in it as well. So, uh, you know, again, in my program, I, I love the hypnosis and I think it's very valuable. But, you know, if you see a program of one, two, three hypnosis sessions, at best, you'll get short term results. And I, and I don't want to say this. I, I love my, my fellow hypnotist colleagues, but as you all know, I, I will always be honest with you. And that, that's the truth of what I've seen um, with, with, with the hypnosis sessions. Uh, Lorena says, yep, so good. Your morning emails are the best. Do you hear that, folks? These are free. These are free. Again, no one gives you more free stuff than me. Um, I know I've been talking about the Spark program. It's, it's this close to getting ready to go. So if you're on my email list, I will send that to you. Uh, I'm pretty excited, but it's kind of a cool thing. And it's just the beginning point, because as I said, no one's going to give you more free stuff than me. But again, the, the way to get that free stuff is go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the video I made for you, three steps to master your weight, and uh, read the emails I send you. You know, I, I send you an email every day. They're like supportive, encouraging emails. I used to charge for that. I used to be part of a program. I just give them away. So go check that stuff out. Yeah, because morning emails are great. They're really, again, they'll just give you a different perspective, which is what you need. Um, Don says 13 pounds in six months and I'm pumped. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now again, Don's closer to the end of her journey as I understand it. So, so that's a little, again, we have different goals depending on where we're at in our situation. So always remember that too. Um, Priya says, I knew you were a real one when you talked about how society's obsessed with body image, but it's more than that. Um, I lost 30 pounds on Adderall and I did it in like a month. I gained it all back and four years later still, um, Still dealing with, I guess, I imagine what you're saying. Um, I'm dealing with what I did to my metabolism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. There's just, there's no, there's no short, there's no shortcuts to this because it's not about the fucking weight loss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's quick, there's ways to quickly lose weight. There's no doubt about it, but there's no quick way to master your weight. There's no quick way to master anything. You know, this is what I try and say. This is why I love doing this because I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't have anything to sell. I got programs so you can join. I don't give a shit if you join them or not. And most people won't because why? Oh, it's not about fast weight loss. Oh, it's going to take a little bit of effort. Oh, I don't like that. I'd rather take a pill. I'd rather, well, keto takes a ton of effort, but I don't know why people think it doesn't. <laughs> I have one idea, but anyway, so um, yeah, there just is no shortcuts because you could take a bunch of Adderall and lose all the weight. And then at some point you have to stop taking the Adderall and you have no strategies. You know what I mean? You had you had this... The Ozempic's like that. We all know that, right? The Ozempic works as long as you're taking it. Um, sometimes, by the way, not all the time. It's not a guaranteed thing. Um, but even when it works, it's not changing anything for good. It's just a temporary fix. And so there's only one way to really truly live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. And you've got to transform your mindset. You have got to develop a thin and healthy mindset. And there's no other way. So yeah, that sucks, Priya. I, I get it. Um, but you learned a lesson from it. You know, that's the other piece is that you learn the lesson uh, that there is no quick shortcut. So just commit to the mastering it once and for all and be done with this, all right? Because time passes, right? Four, four years later, right? You're still dealing with it. So just put yourself on the right path starting now. I always say this, you know, it's like if you could, weight mastery is about focusing on most dieters are focused on how they can lose weight the fastest and weight mastery is about how I can lose weight the longest. And so they're two completely different goals that require two completely different strategies. But I always say like, imagine where you'd be if you'd committed to mastering your weight for the longest five years ago. You're obsessed. You're on this hamster wheel. You don't realize you're running, which is obsessed with just fast weight loss. And it causes you to just keep 
you just keep cycling through the first stage of weight loss. Like you, you can stick with whatever your plan is. You can stick with it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then you go back to what you always do. And you just keep repeating this cycle for decades, maybe forever. We never, for some reason, people don't ever seem to recognize this. I, I talk with people in their 70s that, that are still doing this. So it's for somehow the wisdom of, of getting older doesn't solve this one for some reason. So it's just, it's a shift in focus. You've got to shift your focus away from the, the instant fast weight loss, I believe. Eric says, my eight pound loss feels awesome because it's the result of true lasting changes. I'm very proud of myself. Exactly, Erica. You're proud of yourself, you know, and you're proud of yourself and there's a sense of certainty. That's what I'm trying to say. A lot of you have never even felt this before. You've never felt weight loss with a solid foundation under you. You hear what I'm saying? Because you're not thinking about it. When you're losing the weight, you're so fixed on the weight loss that you don't realize all the anxiety you're experiencing in terms of how am I going to keep this? Am I going to be able to keep this up? Is this something I'm able to keep doing? You know, and that's the big stress underlying most people's weight loss. That's why I say the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating. You can't just change your eating. You need to have a lifestyle and a mindset shift under it that supports the new eating structures and, and habits. And that's that's the big difference. Yeah, that changes everything. But that's such a great job, Eric. I'm so proud of you. Kind of said, I've never been so relaxed and motivated in my life and I've been using your four-hour hypnosis and hypno-writing. Yeah, great job, Connie. And you're doing the work, too. And that hypnotic writing, I know that because that is a super-duper... That program is so good. But that gets right to the heart of the mindset stuff. Um, which, by the way, that's another thing I give you guys for free. I, I tell you, I literally... No one gives as much stuff away for free as I do. No one. No one, weight loss-wise. I've not seen anyone even close... Um, but yeah, Connie just reminded me. Yeah, I give you a, a seventy mindset program. That program is so good. It's it's a it's a it's a writing challenge is what it's built around. Um, it's so good. That, that's a good one. But I'm, I'm proud of you, Connie. Yeah, because you're doing the work. Yeah, the four hour session. As you relax and calm down, I always say just that alone. <laughs> if you just calm down and relaxed, you you have an easier time losing weight. You know, your biggest challenge right now is emotional, and you're stressed to the gills. You know, you're, you're stressed up to here which makes it really hard to make healthier food choices. Marina um, um, says, like Blair Singer says, the only limit between what you want and you is that 20 centimeter thing in <laughs> your mind. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Heart and Wire says, I can't lose my last 10 kilograms. It's hard. I can't stick to working out or eating well. Any thoughts on callow curbs, safety, and effectiveness? Well, I always love a new a new plan. Let's look up callow curb. Haven't heard of this one. Is it safe and effective? Let's find out. Callow curb. Oh, okay. Well, I see a pill bottle, so that's always that's that's always my first sign that ugh, probably not. But let's see. Um, oh, a natural appetite suppressant. There we go. Um, holy shit! Is it? Is it? Oh, okay, I see different prices. I was just seeing $277, but then I see some cheaper ones too. 70 bucks. 70 bucks for a bottle of natural. Hey, it's all plant-based. Clinically proven to reduce hunger by 30%, reduce cravings by 40%, and reduce calorie intake by 18%. I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> I see like no no asterisk looking for some stats, right? Clinically proven. See, I 
I should just do lessons on this, like being able to see. That's one of my greatest skills in life is I have a very good bullshit detector. I will say that. And I see effective and affordable natural appetite suppressing supplement. The clean way to reset old habits. Okay, what's the magic ingredient? Is Amarasat. It's purely extracted, extracted from hop flowers and hop origin, New Zealand. World renowned for its pure hop growing conditions? Okay, I didn't know that. I wonder if they got good beer. But it turns out that this uh, this natural extract will reduce your hunger by 30%, reduce your cravings by 40%. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, nah, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's not going to help you do anything. It'll help you. You know what will help you reduce? Your wallet. <laughs> it'll help reduce the money in your bank account by... <laughs> I don't know percent, but that's what it's going to help you reduce. It's not going to help you do shit because uh, there's no, I promise you this, folks. Here's a rule I have. There's no pill, berry, tea leaves from the, the Amazon, from the, the hills of Tibet, that none of this shit's going to help you lose weight, okay? None of it. You need to change your mindset and you need to live differently and eat differently. So I don't know if callow curb's safe, but it's not effective. It's not going to help you do shit, guaranteed. So knock yourselves out. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's no way. Do you imagine? Imagine this. You know, we got to stop. I mean, come on. Well, my mom told me that when I was a kid. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Come on. You know, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm joking with you all, but but I, I would say it's not going to work. Yeah, you got to deal with your mind. Um, and I see. Show money. Is that you? I said, I don't know. You wrote something. I don't know if you, you slipped or something or what that means. Um, dieting demon said love following you thank you for following me yeah, i appreciate it i appreciate it um connie says and that's the program that's 297 right still saving for it yeah super connie you can split up the payment too by the way get in there right away and i added a class to it so yeah make it easier to work for me you can work with me um easier than ever folks yep i love the morning emails yeah again these morning emails are really good i think they're really good connie says 30 pounds down with just the free stuff but no i need more to live at my goal weight um yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, you know, that that's, why, why don't I give everything away for free? You know, the reason why is that at some point you got to invest, I and mean, we live in America, and we're just all built somewhat to the sensibilities that we value what we invest in. And um, I know my programs, I know they say, well, to work with me in a group is $1,000. Um, so it's holy shit. But it's like, you know, again, relative to other things in life and what you get out of this, it's, it's a tremendous return on investment. And then there's the version where you do it on your own, um, where I show you everything, which is 297. And I know in this day and age, 297, if you really want something, I know you can do that. And, and I know that. And so, again, I've given this program away for free in the past and people tend not to use it and value it. So, again, if you're not willing to invest, you know, and I, I get financial situations too, so save up for it. But, um, you know, I, I give everything possible, but, but at some point there needs to be some investment, you know, is what I've found. So, but yeah, I can't wait to see in the program, Connie. Uh, Lorena says, am I right? The only missing piece from 300 US dollars is live calls. Uh, yeah. And um, and I kind of changed that a little bit. Like even with the $300 program, I added the, there's a Tuesday class we do now, which is really cool. So it's, it's not coaching. I want to be clear. The coaching calls are literally, again, this is the deal of the century. You're going to look back on this and kick yourself because uh, you get, we do a Zoom calls. We do Zoom calls every Tuesday and Thursday. And 
whoops oh shit uh we um yeah for the coaching we have live coaching calls every tuesday and thursday on zoom and so i literally spend time working directly with you and uh i, I spend I, I gotta keep the group small so i get to know you and, and all that stuff um but now the the other one that doesn't have the coaching i've added a live class to it so every tuesday um at 3 p.m eastern I go through a different part of the program in detail, and then you can ask questions through chat window and everything else. So again, whatever questions you may have, I can help you there too. And I, and I love doing that. That's been something new. We just did one last week. The lessons are awesome. Um, helps me teach the program even better. But then if you're stuck in anything, I can help you with that. So that that's cool too. But um, yeah, they're both really, really helpful. What are the alternatives for sweets? What are the alternatives for sweets? Well, that's an interesting question. That's an interesting one. I would say that that's not a well-formed question, right? So what are alternatives for sweets? I mean, you know, I mean, uh, fake sugar, you know, like like sugar-free stuff, people might say as an alternative. Uh, not what I would recommend. You know, personally, my one of my rules of, of nutrition is to keep it as natural as possible. I want to keep things natural. And um, so I don't want artificial sweeteners. I would rather eat real sugar. That's first thing. Um, but alternatives for sweets, I guess, I don't know. I don't know exactly what you're asking, but probably fruit is where I would go with things. You know, if I was used to eating sweets, I'd probably transition more over to fruits because fruits are still sweet, you know, but they're more naturally sweet. Whereas the uh, the sweets that you're probably referencing are hyper sweet. You know, they really are. So as you get yourself back to a more natural level of sweetness, uh, that's very helpful, you know. Uh, Don says, I have another seven to be healthy BMI. Yeah, super, Don. Yeah, once you get the healthy BMI, that, that's a wonderful place to be, and you can stay there. Um, Fanny Mazara says, I want to lose weight a decade ago. If I eat healthy, I feel scared and sad from losing food I love. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. That's exactly why you shouldn't do the dieting bullshit, you know? The idea that eating healthy, I'm so glad you said it that way, because this is what it feels like for a lot of you all. You're just not, a, you're not realizing what's going on right below the surface. But what's going on below the surface is when you think about starting your weight loss plan, you associate your weight loss plan and consequently losing weight. Imagine this, as much as you want to lose weight, subconsciously you associate weight loss with pain. Right? She just said it. If I eat healthy, I feel scared and sad from losing food I love. So she associates losing weight with feeling scared and sad. You are too. If you're not losing weight right now, you're doing the same shit. You're, you want to lose weight. You think about it all the time up on the top level, right? Your conscious mind is always thinking about how you want to lose weight. We should do da, 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 da. But the bottom level of your brain that runs everything is like, fuck that. Uh, losing weight is scary and sad. So I don't think so. And this is why you're not losing any weight. So yeah, one way around this is to realize you don't have to give up. Eating healthy doesn't have to be you don't eat foods you love. You, again, ironically, like in programming yourself then, we build your success around focusing on the foods you love. But not just focusing on the foods you love, we focus on how can you get more pleasure out of the foods that you love. You think you're getting the most pleasure out of the foods you love right now? Do you? What if you zoom out a little bit and look at the bigger picture? Yeah, you think you're getting the most pleasure out of it when you just think about But that's five minutes. If we zoom out and look at the full picture, are you getting the most pleasure out of the food you love? Because what if instead of just thinking about yourself eating your foods you love, what if you zoom out a little bit and see yourself at your weight in the situation you're in eating the foods you love? Ugh. Not as enjoyable. 
eating the food you love 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight, is that is that the height of pleasure for you? If it is, then what would it what would the pleasure, how would you rank the pleasure of eating the food you love at your goal weight when you're in control of your eating, your lifestyle and your weight? Isn't that better? Isn't that more pleasurable? So again, a lot of the the food we love bit and the pleasure we get out of it, it's depending on our mindset, that's malleable, right? What's the most pleasure you can get out of food? I don't think the most pleasure you can get out of food is eating it when you're really upset about your weight and worried about your health. How could that be the best pleasure? So people sometimes look at me and say, oh my God, I can never do what you're doing. I love food too much. Oh yeah? I bet I love food more than you. Because when I'm eating the food, and especially like, like last night I had a brownie sundae, I'm eating the brownie sundae, there's not a shred of guilt. I'm eating it at my goal weight. I know tomorrow I'm right back on track. So you think you're you're eating a giant brownie sundae, overweight, unhealthy, unhappy, worried? You think you're getting more pleasure than I am? How? How do you think that? So, again, it's about seeing things differently. That's a mind. I just took through a mindset technique, right? Mindset approach. So you're trying to keep everything the same. Oh, Jim, no, I know what I got to do. Cut the shit, Jim, with your bullshit. I know what I got to do. Just got to get myself to do it. Oh, just, that's it? Just, that's all you got to do? How long have you been saying that for? <laughs> you know? No. If you are want to lose weight and you have not been losing weight, you've got to start thinking about things differently. If you don't, what was what is going to change? <laughs> My favorite question, because here we are on a fucking Monday. How's your plan going? How's your plan going? Did you start today? Did you? Do you want to lose weight? Why didn't you start today then? You know, how many more Mondays can you pass where you don't start? It's not... It's not enough to just think you you cut the shit. It's the story, right? It's the classic story. Dieters are always like this, where it's like the Zen story, the, the, the Zen student goes to the Zen master and says, I want to learn Zen from you. And uh, they sit down for some tea and he's telling the Zen master, yeah, I've studied here and I studied with this master and I've been studying this and I read that book and I did all this. And the Zen master goes to pour him some tea and he pours it all the way up to the rim and just keeps on pouring it. And the student goes, what are you doing? You, you keep filling it up. He goes, just like the teacup, how can I fill it up if you already are full, you see, so, so we have to empty our mind to learn something new. You go into your weight loss thinking you know everything. Oh, I know what I got to do to lose weight. I got to do keto. Last time I did keto, oh, the weight just melted off of me. Yeah, well, then why aren't you still doing it? Oh, yeah, well, like I got caught up and it sucks and I hate it and I felt like shit. But, oh, but, whoa, the weight loss was amazing. Well, was it amazing? If you can't keep with it, then who gives a shit? Take your glory day stories and blast them in the moon. I don't want to hear about them. I don't give a shit about some plan you lost 40 pounds on and then put the weight all back on. I, I'm not, like somebody was just saying, right? Uh, don't tell me about the time you did Adderall and lost 40 pounds. Who cares? It's not sustainable. Not interested. I'm interested in long-term weight mastery. And you should be too. Gives a shit. Well, you starve yourself? I, I know because I get, so you don't realize this. I, I, I live my life, I hear extreme things. How long will it take me to fat? How much fast will I need to lose the weight? Who gives a shit? Who cares? <laughs> how long will you be able to keep up fasting for? It's, it's silly. So you've got to change the way you're thinking. If you just think that all of a sudden... Because what's, what's going to happen? What's the difference between you now, right now, you, <clears throat> who struggle to lose weight? What's the difference between you right now and the you you imagine yourself being some magical Monday where you wake up and you just got this unlimited willpower to get yourself to do all the right things, following a plan that you've consistently failed at. 
Like you'd have to explain that to me because I don't get it. I don't see what's going to be different. And it feels like to me, like living in fantasy land that someday you'll magically just wake up and do everything right. And it's like, then you look back and like, oh shit, I've been saying that to myself for 30 years. Oh shit. So clearly it's not a time thing. You never might realize it. You won't realize until you probably hear me mentioning this. So yeah, you got to change the way you're thinking about things. Eric says, I can't wait for the Spark program. Yeah, it's me pretty cool. Um, although to be honest, you got a lot of stuff in it, but, but there's going to be a couple other things. Um, I don't know all the details, but I think it's a free program. Yeah, Spark program is to- going to be totally free. Totally free. Um, what are examples of lifestyles in the pyramid? Can you explain further? Thanks. Oh, yeah, great question. Yeah, l- when I talk about the, the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating, and I think what makes my program unique is it's extremely practical practical and usable because I hear a lot of people say mindset and it pisses me off because what they're really saying is they're just using it as another word for willpower, right? They'll say, come on, man, you got the right mindset. You got to get the mindset. So no matter what happens, you're bulletproof. You got a bulletproof mindset. You're going to do it. Well, great. How do I do that, man? That's the problem. I know I should have been like that the whole time. How do I, how do I become that? So very few people break apart the mindset piece who can actually have that kind of mindset. So in Program Yourself Thin, it's six categories we go through. So you can have a bulletproof mindset of a thin and healthy person. Motivation is what we start with. Motivation, self-image, habits, emotions, thinking, maintenance. And we break those down. So in Program Yourself Thin, what you do is there's weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints that are fill in the blank. So I take you through these trainings and I help you fill them out because you have to customize them to you because you're never going to believe this. But what motivates someone else may not motivate you the same way. Can you believe it? <laughs> so you got to customize these things to yourself. So once we do the mindset, then we go to the lifestyle. You need to change your lifestyle, folks. Because if you don't change your lifestyle, your lifestyle is one of the number one factors that are contributing to your excessive hunger, your unbalanced moods, your lack of energy, your you know uh, lack of clarity, uh, you know, how satisfied you feel when you eat, what food you're craving, all of these things. And so if you don't change your lifestyle, I don't think you're going to be able to maintain your results for very long. I'm just being honest. I haven't seen it. So what do I mean by lifestyle? And program yourself then, it's a very specific thing. Again, uh, again, lifestyle is another buzzword. Come on, guys, you got to live a healthier lifestyle. I could sit here and say that, and I'd ask you to le- write out what do you think lifestyle is. And I, I do this all the time. I get like one, two things. You know, again, which is to drive home the point. I'm going to tell you what they are in a second, but I just want to drive home the point because I know, I know if you're watching me, you've been trying to lose weight for a long time and it hasn't worked. But you keep trying the same shit. And at the end of the day, it's not you that's broken. It's not that you don't have willpower, it's that you have no fucking strategy. You have no mindset strategy. You have no lifestyle strategy. And you have no eating strategy. What you have used up until this point right here is you have used tactics. One tactic at a time, usually. I'm going to stop eating carbs tomorrow. I'm going to stop eating for 16 hours. I'm not going to eat fat anymore. I'm not going to eat meat anymore. I'm not going to eat vegetables anymore. It's always one thing. And then you, with your same mindset, same lifestyle, try and change your eating. 
And what happens? I don't know you, but I know what happens. You do it for a couple of days or weeks and then you stop doing it and you go back to what you always do. Okay. So you got to change your lifestyle and the lifestyle specifically, the eight habits in order of importance are proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And this is one of the things I help people in the program is weave these things into your life. They're fundamentally affecting your weight. And with a shitty lifestyle, it's extremely difficult to get yourself to eat the way you need to to live at your goal weight. So those are the eight lifestyles in the pyramid that we cover. I want to lose weight a decade ago and can't do it. I feel sad and scared if I eat healthy. Yep. You got to change that up. Um, they say it works like Ozempic. I promise you. Oh, good Lord. Okay, folks. Oh, I don't want to talk about Dean Jones. I don't know Dean Jones, the TikTok chiropractor. Um, but I mean, Ozempic doesn't work like, I don't know. Ozempic is again, I'm not, I'm here to be supportive. So if you're on Ozempic, I, I wish you the best with it. It's not the strategy that I use with my clients simply because it's not a real solution. It's a bandaid to a problem. Okay. It's a bandaid that treats a symptom of the problem that you're hungry all the time. And so I would rather get to the core and resolve this once and for all. Okay, but I promise you, Dean Jones selling uh, Callow Curb on TikTok that 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 shit's not going to work for you. And so you heard it here first. Go knock yourself out and try it. Let me know if it works long term, um, and let me know. And then if it doesn't work, let me know how much money it cost. But um, ROI, yes, you're so right. Yeah, absolutely, Connie. <laughs> you're fire. Thank you, Christy. Uh, what's up, John? How's it going? I've been around. Same weight for a couple weeks. Not frustrated, but I'm looking at what I'm eating. Yeah, John, there you go. See, this is the part that everyone fucks up. And I'm going to be straight with you here because you've got to stop thinking like a dieter. You've got to stop the shit. Thinking like a dieter is like thinking like a little baby, like a little kid. And you're not using your big, big person brain. You're really not. You're not. <laughs> As a dieter, it's just this, oh, I'm just going to stop eating carbs. I just need to lose weight. It's so, it's so like one-dimensional it's so superficial and it's not taking into account don't you think changing your weight is going to take more than me telling you oh just stop eating carbs or giving you a meal plan here just follow that how the fuck can we possibly think that that's all it takes anymore you've been trying this for decades and it hasn't worked it's always a mindset thing and one of the key mindsets is right what john's talking about where john he's in the program so he started in january new approach he's used to doing the keto intermittent fasting fast weight loss thing for a couple weeks uh maybe a couple months and then then can't do it anymore so this is different so he started losing weight and now it's plateaued a little bit but he's staying with things he's staying with the same structures the same eating patterns the same lifestyle routines all the stuff that got him here he's continuing with them and now what's happening is he's been at the same weight for a couple weeks but now He's in a much better spot than he's probably ever been in his entire life because now he can genuinely start to look at what he's been doing and he can do the first thing he's the first time he's ever done this in his whole life with his weight. He can make a strategic decision. He can look at how he's eating because he's stabilized it. It's consistent. And now he can look at how he typically eats for breakfast, lunch, dinner on different days and he can say, where would be the easiest place for me to cut some extra calories out? And this will be the first time he's been able to do this instead of doing the drastic all or nothing thing. 
So I'm excited for you, John, because that is the question right there. What you said, I'm looking at what I'm eating. And now you'll be able to see what you're eating much more clearly. You all think you're seeing what you're eating perfectly and you're not. You're not. This is why I always have to tell you that awareness precedes change. You need to become aware of your patterns, your eating habits, your patterns, your lifestyle habits, how you think. You're not aware of them. I know you think you are, but I'm telling you you're not. I've done almost 6,000 private ways. I've been doing this for 20 years. Those of you in the program, you know, you see me work with people. And you see it, whatever someone comes to me, it's almost always just on the wrong level. And we, we flip things around very quickly. But this is a big one, right? When hit a, people hit a plateau, most dieters, what do they do? They start cutting more. They start making it more unsustainable, okay? Where what John's doing here is he's had a couple of weeks on a plateau, but he didn't freak out. He stabilized what he was doing. And I know he's been optimizing it too. And so now here he is. What's up, bastard? Um, now here he is a couple weeks into it and he's much more clear about what his patterns are and what his behaviors are. So now he can be strategic and being strategic sets you up to be able to do things long-term. Again, the goal deep down, I know you all want to keep the weight off forever, but the strategies you're using are not built for that. They're built for just as fast a weight loss as possible. Fast weight loss and long-term weight loss are two completely different goals and they require two completely different strategies. So great job, John. I'm excited for you. And I can't wait to talk about it too, because I'll help you find the best ones. Um, the alternative is to look at sweets as such a negative that you don't want them. Um, that is an alternative. You could look at sweets as such a negative that you don't want them, but good luck with that. Good luck, everybody. Um, and again, hey, my golden rule is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So I know there's people out there that can demonize sweets and never eat them again. But I also know that's a very small percentage of people that can or want to do that. And so, again, I want to be clear that what I'm always focused on is long-term success. And long-term success needs you to have a strategy and a system that you can live with forever. I sit in front of you as someone who, I used to eat tons of, I used to be a bread monster, bread, bread and pasta, multiple times every single day. Um, and I ate a lot of sugar. I wasn't like addicted. Like I wasn't like, I wouldn't binge on sweets, but I was consistently eating a lot of sugar throughout the day. And, um, for me, I now sit in front of you mastering my weight. I've been the same way for 30 years. I won blip 12 years ago, but here's the thing. I love how I eat and I expect and am excited about eating this way for the rest of my life. And I am still able to have bread, pasta, sweets. They're still part of my life. I just manage how I eat them. So for me, being able to still have those in my life sometimes is really a lot better than never being able to have those things. So again, it's always up to you. You can certainly demonize things. There's plenty of abstinence models. Bright Lines is probably one of the best. If you want to go down the abstinence model for weight management, Bright Lines is wonderful. But again, I, for me, that wouldn't work. I don't want to have Bright Lines where I never eat sweets again. I don't want to never eat bread again. Okay, but I do need, I believe, to cut it down a bit um, to live at the goal weight I want to live at. So, um, John says metabolism is probably pretty broken after years of yo-yo dieting. That too, John. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Plus, John, there's something magical. Like you're just you're just starting. That's why I try. I'm so excited for you because it's like you're entering new territory finally. For John, it, it it's going to take two months to get to new territory. For most of you, it's going to be the same thing because he's used to starting the year off with some drastic thing, um, keto and intermittent fasting, uh, working out like crazy, being able to do that for a month or two, and then not doing anything for the rest of the year. 
And so as March rolls around here, that's the big difference is that you're still in the game and you're calmly in the game. You know, again, we go into denial. There's something weird happens at the end of your all diets, right? And it's so it's like it's easy to remember the beginning of the diet when you lost all the weight, but some reason your brain deletes the end of the diet, right? But you should reflect on the end of your diets. There's a lot of wisdom to be gained from that. Why didn't you stick with the keto and the intermittent fasting? <laughs> you know, and it's like so it's like when you start to look at all the reasons why you're not doing your amazing diet, it's because you don't like it. It wasn't sustainable. It was too hard. I couldn't keep it up. And so for John here, he's doing it in such a new way that's, again, program yourself. They're always doing it in a calm, relaxed, comfortable way. And so here's John two months into it, and um, he, he wants to get better results, but he's calm and relaxed, and he's now got a solid foundation under him. This will be one of the first times ever two months into it, and he's still clear-headed, focused, and still moving forward. That's what I'm trying to say. That what I'm telling you is that the approach, the approach uh, I'm talking about is to be more strategic and calm with things. Right. Um, Dining Diva, 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 TNT. Oh, I Dining Diva TNT. I got, I never read that. Um, I got a CPAP machine and with better sleep, I have felt better and lost more weight. Yeah. Sleep is, I think it's the number one thing. I think not, sleep ultimately is the number one thing affecting your weight because it affects just so many different things. So that, that's great to hear. I'm glad you were able to do that. Um, Astrid says there's an old Astrid popping up. I buy ice cream. Oh, okay. I can figure out what I'm not seeing. Yeah. 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 So Astrid, Astrid in the program as well. And so, yeah, this is going to happen folks. When you're, when you're on this path, it's normal. It's, it's normal to, you know, you make changes and all of a sudden you revert back to the old thing sometimes. That's completely normal. And so as a dieter it completely throws you off track, but program yourself then we're, we're ready for this. We're anticipating this. The difference between you now and you being thin and healthy, you're going to have to figure some things out. You're going to have to understand yourself a little differently and make some tweaks and changes. <laughs> Mary says, fruit works for me, frozen grapes, blueberries, and bananas. Yeah, wonderful. Those are all great suggestions. Um, Eric says, eating healthy these last two months, I have truly come to love all new foods too. So there's that. Yeah, so there's that, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, a, that's quite a something too, right? If all of a sudden you start loving all your new foods and they're all healthier and better for you, don't you think that's going to help you folks, right? A lot of times with diets, you don't give yourself a chance to do that because it's some ridiculous plan that you hate doing, you know? Um, Hay says, you're so brutally, brutally honest. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Again, I don't want to bullshit you guys. The weight loss is full of shit. You know, it's so full of shit up and down the, the pike. And so I'm not contributing to that. No, thank you. Um, whoops. Oh, shit. I get my phone here. I keep hitting the wrong button sometimes. Uh, Joseph says, went from 460 to currently 330 the last 10 months. Wonderful. Haven't deprived myself of anything, eating everything. You hear that, folks? That's tremendous. Great job, Joseph. That is awesome. Um, so good, so good. That's a, what an accomplishment. And yeah, you got to do it. I mean, when you're starting with that, right, it, it's it's a lifestyle change. But that's where you live. You see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. People say, well, they're impatient. You're impatient. You want the results quickly. I get that. But you can subtly shift it around where you start to live within this healthy, ideal body you. Even if it's not you on the outside yet, you can kind of live. Again, this is the self-image piece that we work on, where you really start to think of yourself as the person you want to be. You know, and um, that's wonderful. I, I think that's great. And not depriving yourself is so crucial. You, you can't deprive yourself, folks. You're just not going to stick with it because ultimately your brain's going to choose how you can have the best quality of life. 
And so just losing weight does not make your quality of life great. Do you, do you not believe that? <laughs> if just losing weight made your quality of life amazing, then you would still be losing weight. You can lose weight and still be upset and miserable and feel deprived and stressed out and frustrated and feel like shit about yourself. I know, right? It doesn't, what am I saying, right? Because it's like, oh, I was supposed to be, wait, wait, lose weight, everything is magically amazing. It's better. You have more ability to deal with things and make life the way you want it to, for sure. But um, it doesn't in and of itself make everything better. So that's great, Joseph. I'm super, that, that's wonderful. Um, Kalina says, some foods can give you an instant pleasure, but then it comes the regret. Long-term success is better. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's part of what you want to program yourself to start focusing on. There's always three phases of, of food decisions. There's the anticipation and consumption and consequence. Every food ad you've seen, you've seen tens and tens of millions of them. It's always focusing you on the anticipation and consumption of the food. And that drives up desire for it, and then you end up eating it usually. But there's a consequence that follows, not the consequence of weight gain. I'm talking about the, the instant, literally, five minutes after you finish eating, the instant consequence of regret, of feeling frustrated with yourself, of being annoyed, of worrying, of being depressed, whatever negative emotions and thoughts come after you eat the shitty food, right there. As you start focusing, and then when you make the good decision, there's an instant pleasure, instant joy. Look at me. Holy shit. I made a good decision. That wasn't that hard. I could do this more. This feels good. I like how I feel, <laughs> right? So again, it's all with how you're using your mind. It's what you're focusing on, what you're saying to yourself, how you think about things. That's what's dictating it. That's what I work with people in my program. Program yourself thin. This is what we do, is we change our mindsets. And it's wonderful because then you don't feel like this teetering. Every time you're on a diet, you just feel like you're, you're walking this tightrope. It's just a matter of time until you fall. And with, with Program Yourself Thin, it's a weight mastery program. And so one of the key things we learn in a weight mastery program is how to handle mistakes, how to handle ups and downs especially, how to be consistent, how to maintain. You know, these are the key things. Um, yep. Yeah, Joseph says, yeah, it has to be a lifestyle. You have to live your life. Yeah, exactly, Joseph. I, I, I'm proud of you, dude. You're not only losing the weight, but you're doing it in a way that sounds like that's really, really, really well. Um, Vicky says, my friend started Ozempic last week, 24 hours throwing up, 48 hours stomach upset and burping. <laughs> yeah, so, and there's that, right? Um, and that's, again, I, I'm not sitting here trying, I'm not trying to demonize Ozempic, um, but you should know that it doesn't work for everyone. You know, that that's the first thing that a lot of people have a very, very negative reaction to it. And that honestly, a lot of times when it works, it works this way. It starts to make you feel nauseous all the time and you're nauseous. So you don't want to eat so that there is that piece of it, too. And then there's the, you know, the, the stories, the, the amazing stories of people that just have a wonderful experience on it that just stop eating as long as they're on it. OK, so um Again, I, I think get a zoom out and look at that. But yeah, a lot of people have a very negative experience with Ozempic. You know, let, let it be known. You know, that, that's a possibility too. John says, I ate a guilt-free pint of ice cream. I bought one pint, not this half gallon. Someday I have a pint. Oh, I love that, John. That reminds me of an email that got so much negative feedback on one time I sent. And it was like how to lose a bunch of weight eating ice cream. And it was basically saying exactly this. If you usually eat, if you usually eat two pints of ice cream at night, and you start eating one pint of ice cream instead, you're going to lose weight. And my point of that is that, again, dieters always go all or nothing with, with their mentality and their, their strategies. Um, but a much more effective way to go about this is to be all or something, you know, to make improvements, right? What John's referring to, in my opinion, is the 1% better, the 1% better. 
And so we don't try and be perfect. We try and be 1% better. And for some people, eating a pint as opposed to a half gallon is, well, that's way better than 1%. But, but that's an improvement. Now, a dieter is going to say, you can't eat that half pint. No, you can't do that, right? And now you feel shitty about it. Even though it's, you, you've made a 50% improvement, right? You can still feel shitty. That, that's a crazy world um, you know, of a dieter. But again, John, wonderful because it's an improvement. And it's an improvement that's sustainable. And now I like the next goals there too. Okay, but notice that's a great improvement. If you go from half gallon and every time you try to lose weight, you say, I'm not going to eat any gallon, any ice cream anymore for two weeks, two months. And then you're back to the half gallon. Now, John's got a strategy that's I think sets him up already for long term success. Instead of the half gallon, the, the pint's more than enough, you know, and eventually get to the half pint. That's more than enough. But we're internalizing it as a real lifelong strategy that we can rely on comfortably as opposed to making these wild, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right? So it's a great job, John. Um, can you give a brief synopsis of your program, please? Yeah. Um, so program yourself then is really your chance to kind of let me help you with this process, to help you master your weight. Okay, so that's always the key thing. And I need to make that point in the beginning because this isn't just a fast weight loss program. I think the fast weight loss paradigm is broken right from the beginning because in order to achieve fast weight loss, you have to do extreme things and extreme things aren't sustainable. So I'm less interested in how fast you can lose the weight and more interested in how long you can keep it off for. My goal is for you to lose the weight, but then get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's my goal. So... It's a different strategy. So program yourself thin. There's two main components to it. The first one is the weight mastery pyramid um, that we follow. And we, we do that by filling out your weight mastery blueprints. And the weight mastery pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so you go through the blueprints. It takes about an hour, hour and a half. You fill out these blueprints where you fill out your mindset blueprint, your lifestyle blueprint, your eating blueprint that are custom made for you. And you use these as roadmaps to get back to your goal weight and then stay there for the rest of your life on your autopilot, okay? So to simplify it, to master weight, you need two things. You need to know what to do and you need to be able to get yourself to do it. So knowing what to do is not, a, it's not enough to say, oh, I'm just gonna start following this meal plan, this diet that wasn't made for me. We need to customize this stuff for us. We need to have deeper understandings of how to maintain our mindset, lifestyle, eating. And then we need to know how to get ourselves to do it. And so that's the program yourself thin technique. And I teach this, it's a hypnosis technique you use on yourself, it takes a minute or two at night. And what this does, this allows you to program your subconscious mind to think and act like a naturally thin and healthy person. And so you use this technique to get yourself to follow the blueprints. That's kind of the simple explanation. Um, beyond that, there's a bunch of bonuses I give you with the program as well to kind of support everything you're doing. One of the big ones is there's five minutes of every, every morning for five minutes, you get a hypnosis session. So the program's eight weeks long. And I think of it as an at-home immersion program. So you wake up in the morning and you know, I know you're going to look at your phone. You see a message from me. You click on it. You listen to your five-minute hypnosis session. Each session has a weight loss mantra in it. So you start your day relaxed, calm, peaceful, grounded with good stuff going through your head. That alone helps you make better food decisions. Then you work on following your blueprint, optimizing, tweaking it so it works perfectly for you. And then at night, you use that program yourself in technique to reprogram your mind to do the things you want to do and prepare yourself tomorrow to do them as well. Um, beyond that, there's also a sleep gnosis sessions at night. You can listen to some hypnosis as well to kind of bookend your day. Um, there's weight mastery workshops. You get lifetime access to the membership site. Um, but then there's the most important piece of the puzzle. Uh, and again, there's two versions of the program. 
the one I always suggest if you can do it is the coaching version where you literally work with me as well. And so being able to work with me twice a week for eight weeks is life-changing, like literally. And again, this isn't a, you know, I, I don't want to be falsely humble here. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. So when I can talk to you specifically, I can quickly recognize challenges you're having that you're just missing and help you find solutions to them. So again, being able to coach you, I think is the most value I can offer you, but I also understand financially that's out of some people's ranges. So um, the other alternative is the do-it-yourself version of the program, which includes everything I mentioned, where I take you through all these things, um, but you do it yourself, you know? And so either way, the difference is that you're setting up a strategy and a plan for you to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot with strategies that are custom made for you, that, that work for you. And that's the big difference because every weight loss approach you've done up until now, it's not a custom made strategy. It's you trying to force a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to force yourself to follow the keto plan, the intermittent fat, whatever the plan you think you have to do. You're trying to force yourself to do it and you never take into account who you are as a person. And so I would say like the core program yourself then is honoring yourself. Who are you? Let's understand who you are and build around that. And that's something that you've never done this. And when you do it, it feels so much better because you're a unique human being who's going to do what you want to do anyways. And what you realize is every weight loss attempt you've tried is you trying to force yourself to do things you don't want to do. And what you quickly notice with the program yourself, thin people and the people I'm working with and myself is we want to live this way. It's easy. It's natural. It's comfortable. And you never even assume that's a possibility, you know? So that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of a quick um, synopsis of the program. But if you want to learn more about it, you can, um, and go to programyourselfthin.com. But what I'd suggest, I'm telling you a little secret here, is you can get a better deal on it if you go go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, watch the video I give you, uh, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, and then at the end of that, I, I give you a special offer and go through the program in more detail if you want to find out about that. But yeah, working with me is probably your best chance to master your weight. Not, not to sound <laughs> ridiculous, but I really believe that to be true. Um, so, yeah. Um, Neely says, thank you. Can you help with emotional eating? Also thinking probably out of my budget. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. To me, everything's emotional eating. You know, it's like if you're, you know, if you're only eating when you need nourishment for your body, uh, then you wouldn't have a weight issue. You know, the, the problem is emotional eating, eating to either feel emotions or to not feel shitty emotions we don't want to feel, you know? So, um, yeah, the eating, emotional eating is pretty much the, the focus, I would say. It really is because, you know, to master your reading, you got to get your emotions under control. But, but I will say this, just to reframe that, because in the mindset section, we go through the emotions in depth. But a lot of people have the mistake that they need to stop emotional eating to lose the weight. I don't think that's accurate. I think you need to find better ways to manage and deal with your emotions. We live in a culture where we're conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. And so you have got to learn how to genuinely deal with your emotions um, and when you do that on a genuine level, in a genuine way, uh, again, it's a completely different process. Everything's different now, you know, and everything changes. Um, but yeah, the thousand dollars, I get that it might be out of your budget. The other, the other program, the do it yourself version is 300. And like I said, we have a live class now every Tuesday. So, um, you still get some access to me. It's not, it's not, it's not the level of in depth as, as the coaching is. Um, but I'm still there if you have any questions every week, you know, that I can answer for you. Um, yeah, so I see. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're very encouraging to look at the video when you get off work. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, it is encouraging. Now, again, I want to point out, it's not encouraging because I'm not here rah-rah motivating you. You know, I always say, like, I see I see so much of that. I see the vast majority of weight loss motivation is that, right? You see someone, I sit here in front of you with my abs or, you know, I'm all jacked up and I'm showing you, come on, you can do it. You want it. You want it bad enough. You can do this. You can do this. No pain, no gain. Come on, let's do it. It's like, uh, nope, not for me, not for me. <laughs> That's not for me, and I, I'm not doing that, obviously. Um, I'm looking for like legitimate practical strategies that the average person can use for the rest of their life to manage their weight. So the encouraging piece, if you feel like when you listen to me, you feel encouraged, I want to just point out the encouragement is coming from understanding this more accurately and clearly. It's not for me just jazzing you up. I could sit here and jazz you all up. I could jazz people up and just sell 10 times more of my program. I would never do that because it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it never lasts until you change, um, until you change your, the way you're thinking about this process, nothing's going to change long-term, you know? Um, no, I get it. That it makes sense. I, I totally get that. I just want to make that clear. Cause again, cause I'm trying to say, I, I want to, as much as I'd love you to work with me for sure, at the very least, I want to give you the ability to recognize the bullshit when you see it. And we're surrounded with bullshit, so sometimes it's hard to recognize it. And it's good people, too. I think a lot of people trying to motivate you and, and get you excited, I think they're good people. I think they're just doing what they've learned. And I think a lot of people in the weight loss industry, it's all this rah-rah motivation. You need willpower and focus and just do it and all this shit. And it's... um, I, Hey, for some people, that's fine, okay? But for a lot of people, it's not. And um, I'm one of them. So I think what makes a lot more sense is having this mindset-based approach. Uh, I think it's better for you long-term, and I think you know it'll be more effective to get the results anyways. But, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here. Jeez, look, good Lord, 1.30. Where's the time go? <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. I don't know. It got to be so late. Um, but all right, everyone. So if you're not in my world, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, watch the video I made you, read the emails I send you, check them out. They're all going to help you. The podcast is Program Yourself Then. It's on all the podcast platforms. Go listen to it. If you like it, leave me a little review that you're enjoying it. Um, and yeah, and I'm here live every every uh, day, Monday through Friday, noon. So, all right, everyone, have a super duper day and uh, talk soon. Bye.